Uh, what? What was wrong? Number two. Yeah. What did I give you? Did I give you the fifth? I, I've, I don't know. I was just playing second fiddle. Listen, I'm in the groove right over here, and you're over there just dancing around there. What, what do you think this is? I thought we were just having a good time. Well, we were trying to have a good time until you royally screwed up the jam there. Oh, jeez, Wessie Chissy, I'm real sorry. I've been practicing my fiddle for so long now. I thought, you know, we just have a nice bluegrass band. You know what? Listen up, number two. You're second fiddle for a reason. Oh. So I need you to support me oh. in my fiddling endeavours. Isn't that right, Reggie? You know what to do. Thank you. See, he understands the importance of a good stinger. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. Well, I get it. You know, it's important to be, uh, uh, you know, to be a team player here. Uh... Ow! Hey, Wesley Chelsea, you didn't have to use a whip. I think I did. Know your place, number two. I tell you that right now. Otherwise, you're not going to be any fiddle at all. Hey, you guys are picking on me. All right. Hey, whoa. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, what's going on in here? Yeah. Uh, number two, Westy Chesty. We talked about this last week. There is not a sign-up sheet system for the studio. That is not, no, that's how not this what works. it says on the sign up sheet on the door. Yeah, guys, just because you tape a piece of paper to the door with a list of time slots does not mean that there is a time slot situation happening here. Okay? I run this place, l- lest you forget. Ah! Hey! What's Enough that? with the whips! Where do you guys get those wholesale? What's the deal? As a matter of fact, I do. Whips are us. Well, listen, Brighton. I'm the only one that needs to be whipping around here because I run oh, this really? Oh, Jesus! Oh, you know what? Number two, Reggie, pack up your gear. We need to get out of here. Uh, actually, guys, if you could stick around for a little bit, we do actually need to... Get back to the Stooges. Ronnie, what did it sound like I was going to say in that moment that you felt the need to... Get back to the Stooges. That's... Literally what I was gonna say. <sighs> Brayden, I don't know. Are, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Reggie here. Are, are, you, are you ready to go? I know you're not supposed to talk over it, but God, it's so good. There's a show that's been on. A slapping bop that we have as a theme song. You know, I get more fan mail about the new 
three Tuja's theme song than I get about how amazing I am. And that is saying something. I, you know, I, I just can't help but think it has something to do with my, my natural charisma as a leader. And people, they're just drawn to it, you know? I say, hey, you want to show up? You want to you wanna stay with me at my cabin, uh, my, 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 my group of cabins in the woods for, for a week or a month or, you know, indefinitely? And they just go like, yes, absolutely. Indefinitely, that's... Yeah, well, I mean, it's a nice, it's a nice location. I mean, yeah, you know? I, I still actually haven't been. I think sometime location, I need to drop by. Location, I know, you, you know, oh, well, maybe, you know, it is by invitation only. Okay, I just thought maybe as like your brother and co-host. Yeah, well, thought, you know. anyway, Landry, I'm so excited to be back in the studio recording the three, stu- three, what is this podcast called? <laughs> That's a good <laughs> question, Brandon. The- <laughs> Recording the three Tuja's podcast, and we we stop tickling me, Landry. I'll never stop. stop it. It's my favorite stop thing. I'm so ticklish. You gotta quit it. Okay, what what episode of the three Stooges did we watch this oh, week, Landry? This week, you're in for a treat, listeners, because we watched the 1936. Piece de resistance. It is a classic. I love this episode. Disorder in the court. Oh, such a good one. Literally one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. It is yeah. so good. But I, I think before we dive too deep in, uh, there is some big news listeners that I think that we should mm. let you know about. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of you have you know been sending us voicemails and you know messaging us on the Fatu book and the Instagram and the Twitter. And you want to know what happened to our beloved doorman, Wilson T. Uh, well, Wilson T. Uh, Berculosis, I believe. T, yeah, Wilson T. Berculosis. Yes, that's what it is. Um, and while he was missing for several weeks uh, and you were on eggshells, just and our audience here in the studio was just waiting. They were just uh, always like on the edge it of was, their and seats. And Wesley Chesty in number two, by the way, did fantastic work. By the way, getting all of those eggshells. And- yeah, it was a lot of work cracking those eggs and get separating the oak, the yolks and the egg whites, and then drying out the shells. For me personally, I don't call that job satisfaction. Do you? Oh uh, no, not at all. You know, I'm actually kind of miffed about that kind of duty. You know, we came in here with our audio editing skills and lots of experience in the job market, and you've got us. Cracking eggshells and doing administrative duties, you know. And now I've got salmonella. Oh, that sounds serious. Yeah, well, I can't go to the doctor, though, because our insurance doesn't cover curable diseases. It doesn't cover curable diseases? What a racket. I'm really sorry, guys. Brayden, uh, we chose that health plan. I don't know why you're... <laughs> okay, this is the part where you sympathize with them, and you just, like, pat them on the shoulder, and you're like, hey, guys, I mean, okay. it's okay. I, I see. understand. And I blah, see. Blah, blah, blah. So. And then soon enough, you know, they're licking their wounds, they're off doing their own thing, and then everybody's forgotten about it, and we still look like the good guys. Oh, interesting. Sort of, sort of like it's a... part of like, my natural leadership charisma there. Oh. You just got a pro tip. Okay, so it's sort of like a it's sort me. of like a good cop dynamic that we have with them. Exactly. Got exactly. It. Okay, good, yeah. good. I yeah. As I was saying, I'm sorry, everyone. They're on eggshells. Because we mm-hmm. have some big news. Mm-hmm. Wilson T. Berculosis is back in the studio. Welcome back, Wilson. Oh, oh everybody. I'm so excited to be here. And we are so excited to have you, Wilson. You know, it's been so long. 
And you were so integral to the start of this podcast. And people have just been, they've been reaching out to us and they want to know, where were you? What's going on? What's, where in the world is Wilson T. Bobones? Right now I'm here in the studio, but I don't remember where I was before that. Oh, you have, you have no memory of where you were. That's, no, that's really interesting. Was, last thing I remember, uh, uh, I have, I have been kidnapped, and that's all I remember. Huh, and so you don't remember what happened to you from the moment you were kidnapped until you showed up outside the studio, or? Yeah, I just, I just came to, and it was like six weeks later. Uh, you know, one of those on TV where it says like, ba-boom. Six weeks later, and you're like, what happened? That's what I experienced. Oh, my gosh. Like, even with the sick, like, a voice in your head say that or something? I had a splitting migraine, and I had a, uh, an aura, you know? Oh, Sometimes yeah. Sometimes people see, like, circles or whatever. I saw the word six weeks later, and it was in the uh, comic sans or something. It was awful. Oh, that sounds terrible. Oh, I hate when my migraines are in comic sans. Does our insurance cover that? No, it certainly does not. You know what? Wilson T, if you need, you should join number two and I because we are getting together and we're going to begin contract negotiations with Brayden and Landry here. And I think that we might actually be able to make some. That's ah, enough geez. of that. That's oh. enough of that. Okay. Oh, now that that is finished, we don't have to talk about that anymore. Okay, Brayden, remember good cop, good cop. So, Wilson, you were gone for so long and. A lot has happened on the show. We've watched several shorts since you were gone. That's right. We've been um, recapping a lot of Stooges. Yeah. Right? Because that is what people come here for. This is the only podcast that is going to give you exclusively three Stooges-related content, recaps, behind-the-scenes trivia. It's fantastic. Yeah, and I think it would it would be good uh, if we caught you up a little bit on some things mm-hmm. that happened. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, we watched some shorts. We've had a lot of guests coming through the stu- the, the studio door. In fact, there's one person I don't know is uh, is he here? We have one spot. Well, he's not technically a sponsor yet. Um, but we we met someone last week. Uh, he's a scholar, a businessman. Um, well, business, business brush. Business toothbrush, yeah. I should say. Um, I yeah. want to make sure I get that right. Uh, you know, respect him. Yeah, he did get a start in the private sector, I believe. He was working at that Outback Steakhouse for a while. Correct. So he's, he's, he's dipped yeah. his toes in a lot of industries, but yeah. I, I think- A he, brush about town. Yes, I think you might get along pretty well with him. Uh, his, where's, where's, uh, where is Quippy? Uh, I'm right here, fellas. Sorry, I was just sitting atop your bathroom counter. Oh, Quibby, you've been living inside the studio bathroom this entire time? Well, Jonathan Pistola gave you a demo of here's I break your fix business last week, and it turned out pretty well, I thought. Well, I thought I could do one better. So I decided I'll just sit on your counter, wait until you come in, and then say, Hey, you slag! Come on, brush your teeth! Ah, well done. I'm Quibby, the electric (laughs) toothbrush. I'm here to serve. (laughs) All right, Quippy, I, I'm sorry to say sorry, I, I my, wasn't in. Sorry, my bristles was... are so ticklish here. <laughs> <laughs> stop it, stop it. Oh, okay, sorry. Quippy, you've got to get the tickling under control, I don't okay? do that on purpose. It's just my face is all sort of hairy and bristly. Yeah, but you don't have you don't have to stand so close to me, what? okay? Isn't that a song? It's, oh, it is. By the, by the, 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 I believe they're called the Good Cops. Is there, 
Is there... Is, is, that, is that really what the band is called? I believe so, right? That's Will. I think well, that's for some legal reasons, I think they had to go by that where I was from in Australia. Oh, you know? I see. Well, Quippy, I'm so sorry. I wasn't in the studio this week. I was, I was spending a lot of time out on my, uh, my, my campground that I, that I work at uh, on, the off, on the off days. So uh, I, I didn't know you were in the studio bathroom this entire time. I, I kind of feel bad. Oh, no, we've got plenty to do. People come in and out of there all the time, so I'm always yelling at somebody saying, hey, brush your teeth. I'm quipping the electric toothbrush. And I think I've con- convinced a few people that they need to up their ho- oral hygiene just a little bit. There was a gentleman now, I believe is, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Little Stragglers, and uh, he's got quite some uh, some interesting teeth in his mouth. I don't think he's brushed his teeth any time recently, and I said, I believe I can be of assistance there, sir. Yeah, well, you'll have to forgive Little Stragglers because he, he has been living in the sewers of New York City with a kind of a ragtag band of orphans for, for some time now. Um, so I, I, that makes sense, you know. Let me ask you a question here, Quippy. So do, when people brush their teeth, when you remind them to brush their teeth, do they all use you as their toothbrush? Well, of course. I'm quippy. I do it all. So, so when you stand, you're just standing in the bathroom, waiting for someone to come in, and then you remind them to brush their teeth, and then if they take you up on the offer, they will then brush their teeth with the same toothbrush that has been used to brush the teeth of countless others who have graced the studio bathroom. Is that correct? Well, of course, but because I'm in the bathroom, I take showers regularly to cleanse myself (laughs) in between uses, so I do the best I can to keep it hygienic. Sounds like it uh, could have something, could could, could have some positive effects, I'm not sure. But uh, what I wanted to do, Brayden, was to introduce uh, uh, Quippy to our former doorman, Wilson T. Bubobones. Oh, hello, Quippy. Well, hello there. What was your name, sir? Wilson T. Bing Bong? Boleros? Wilson T. Boo-hoo. Wilson T. Boo-hoo? That's an interesting name. Oh, well, it's very nice to meet you, Wilson. I'm Quippy the Electric Toothbrush. Care to brush up? Oh... Oh, you mean on the, the things that have happened since last week? Guys, you know, I'm sorry to change the subject here, but uh, does anyone remember we got a really disturbing message at the end of last week's episode? You're right. And, and I can't believe that we haven't even talked about it. Yeah, do, is, is Bill T somewhere around here? He helped us discover this. Here I am. Oh, gosh, you scared me. I've just me. been waiting for you to say my name. Oh, well, I that's good. That's good podcast etiquette. Now say no more. Thank you for clearing the air for me. Now, gentlemen, if I'm not mistaken, last week we deciphered a series of cryptic and offensive riddles, which led us to the conclusion that there is a mole somewhere here in the studio. And I can't believe you've taken this long to get to it. Don't you know the 40-second law of business is always figure out where the mole is as soon as possible? Bill T, we've talked about this several times. Coincidentally, that's also the fifth rule of dermatology. Oh, do you have a dermatological background as well? No, but there's, you know, it's just a little bit of trivia I like to throw out at parties. Ah, I see. Do you do you throw out the... So, let's be clear. The, the rules of business can only be passed down via oral tradition. That's correct. But they should not be doled out very quickly. That's correct. But you will just piecemeal them at parties, like party favors. Well, of course. 
that's the perhaps the best way, you know, because people learn the best when they're having fun, you know. This you ever true. you ever try you ever do one of those those comedic defensive driving courses? I invented that. Really? That was one of your business ideas. That was me. That was one of my most successful businesses. Back in the 80s, I was doing a lot of cocaine, and I realized I like to laugh. And so I decided, hey, what if we brought in some actors who can't get any work except for pornography, but we gave them an opportunity to hoist themselves up by their bootstraps. And so I did, I invented an entire defensive driving curriculum that was uh, replete with whoopee cushions and uh, uh, bicycle horns and flowers that squirt you in the face. Oh. The port actors really got into that last one. And then... I'm sorry, Landry, did you not like that? <laughs> oh no, I thought it was You didn't very... like that aspect of my curriculum? Oh no, it's very funny. I just, I wasn't prepared for it. Like many of the actors. They say comedy is surprise, you know? To do something expected. That's that's how you get them rolling in the yeah, aisle. Yeah, to do something expected. That's, that's what gets them laughing. Don't you sass me, boy. Ah! Gee, okay, you are definitely not allowed to have a whip in here. Like, this is I our can... show. Hey, this is left over from the defensive driving course. Ah, gee, it's okay. I thought it was a prop whip then. It's still very, very dangerous. Oh, no, no, this was a holdover from their previous work before working in the defensive driving courses. See how it's sequined and got, uh, like a, a, a fluffy pink thing? A anyway, I don't have time to explain all the rules of business to you. Is that a- Absolutely! Everyone knows the 43rd law of business is decorate your whips, whether used in porn or comedy. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, those are two very large industries, so I'm sure people are, you know, using that rule of business and-, and That's uh, right. From it. The entertainment industry is multifarious, diverse, inverse, coerced, and also co- Dependent. Oh, okay. I didn't know all of that. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that they, they those two industries, they, they lean one another, they lean on one another so heavily that if one were to collapse, the other would just topple immediately. That's why Germans are so famous for their senses of humor, you understand. Ah. Get back to the Stooges! You're absolutely right. I think Ronnie might be right on this one. We, we probably should get back to the Stooges. But, Landry, I, I don't know how we can sit on this issue any longer that we have a mole here in the studio. I, uh, it's true. What are we going to do? I mean, how can we conduct this podcast? I don't know. Like, I think we really need to figure out, you know, who's feeding information. And perhaps once we find that out, who are they, who are they feeding it to? And what are yeah, they giving because... them? I don't think we have any proprietary knowledge or intelligence. I don't know what kind of in like industrial intrigue is going on that they need yeah. information from us. I think we need to get everyone here in the studio. We just need to clear mm. the air, bring everyone in, and, uh, you know, bring, you, you inspired me. You got that, you brought up the good cop routine. Um, mm. I think we just need to clear the air and, and be upfront with people and ask them and trust that they'll be honest with us. And uh, yep. they'll, you know, I think the I think the person will come forward because I I really do believe in all of the people that we have here on the payroll at the Three Tuges podcast. What do you think? I think you're right. Let me let me just see if I can find my uh, calling all cars uh, bullhorn here. Hmm. Uh, it's got a a lot of jars here. Can be in one of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, let's see. Aha. Here it is. 
All right, everybody, calling all cars. 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 Oh, it's it me, the ghost of Emily Dickinson. Ah, and the ghost of the ghost of Winston Churchill. So glad you could make it. Hey, guys, I'm a little stragglers. I heard you guys would call it all cars. I decided to climb right in. Uh, I saw everybody headed for the studio and thought, well, you know, I think it'd be good if I showed up to Jody Ogletree here. Ah, Reggie the raccoon. So glad to have you here. Get back to the Stooges. And Ronnie, uh, okay, well, let's see. Does that mean the gang's all here? I I think that might be. I believe so. We've got all the friends of the Three Stooges podcast here, so go ahead and shoot. I, did, I don't think he meant like that. Yeah, I, I didn't think that we should have been shooting. While we are sponsored by the NRA, please remember this is a gun-free zone. Hey, sorry about that. I thought we'd just be bring a little levity to the proceedings. Quibby, that was interesting. Your voice just sounded slightly different there. <laughs> you know, Landry, there are so many people here in the studio. I can't keep track of them all. Yeah. I think, you know, what we need to do is, you know, what would a good cop do in this scenario? You know, they would they would split them off so that we could get everybody's stories individually that's true i think do you think we should do well here's the thing do you think that that would actually i mean we don't have that many rooms here in the studio and we can't Mm. split them all into each of their own individual rooms so it's probably just going to be a bunch of them outside talking amongst each other so i Mm. think to be safe maybe we can just keep them all like do them in pairs yeah that's a good idea all right okay uh everybody out it's all right. Yeah, I'll get out of him. Yeah, you guys, I think I just, just had that out in the hallway. Uh, hang on one second there, Quippy. What do you want from me, then? Well, Quippy, seeing as you're the most recent person to join us here in the studio, I wonder... What have you got to hide? Gosh, what's going on here? Listen, Quippy... I'm a bad cop. Yeah, sorry, he's not very good at this. Um, I, I thought we should just oh. start with this because, like, as he said, you are the most recent addition to the team. You showed up, and then we got... Tell us who the mole is! Uh, Brayden, we'll get to it. You showed up, and then we heard that there was a mole, so it only serves... To, it only makes us believe that perhaps you coming into the studio is has led us to believe that they're, that you are the mole. Um, I've got my eye on you, all right, Crest? That's a slur in Australia. How dare you? Listen, buddy, they don't pay me to shoot the breeze. They pay me to get to the bottom of the truth. The bottom of the truth? Yeah, there's, you know, sometimes the the truth will cool on top and there's like a little skin. I peel that skin right off and I get right down to the deep tissue massage. (laughs) Well, I understand that. I'm the source gun, so I think we have something in common there. I don't like the look of this guy, Landry. Okay, you know I what, Brady? He seems like he was a little preoccupied with oral health this week. And honestly, he was in the private sector at the Outback Steakhouse. He's probably been cleared. Well, we have his resume, don't we? Yeah, can, can you find that for me real quick, Brady? Uh, yeah, hang on just a second. Here it is. Okay, let me take a look at that real quick. Okay, so it says here you do have a top secret clearance. 
So you've been properly investigated. Brayden, I think, if anything, we can come back to Quippy. But uh, I, I don't believe that he's the one that, that it, it might be too obvious for him to be the mole. Yeah, you know what? I think you might be right. All right, Quippy, you're free to go. Yeah, thank you. I'll just show myself out now. All right, Wilson T., who else is out there? Well, you know, we've got all these spirits out here. Oh. Yeah, I think we should get through. They See, they can move very surreptitiously throughout all of our studio spaces and would probably mm-hmm. be able to go through, what, secure locations without, mm-hmm. you know, breaking or setting yeah, off any alarms. Nice. I think... Oh, shoot. <sighs> Ah, uh, ghost of the ghost of Winston Churchill. Thank you for joining us. Uh, uh you know what? Is is Emily Dickinson out there as well? Oh, here I am. So glad you could join us. Now, listen, you two. We know that you are. Uh, sort of transient and ethereal. Tell us who the mole is, Brady. you dirtbags. That doesn't seem very nice. He's not a very good cop. He's kind of a bad cop, actually. So, I'd excuse him. Listen, I know you've got experience with law enforcement, ghost of the ghost of Winston Churchill. Let me tell you one thing. I don't like the cut of your jib. The cut of his jib? <laughs> so what if I'm mixing up police and pirate metaphors? I don't care. I'm a bad cop. Ghost of the Ghost of Winston Churchill, Emily Dickinson. Now is the time to come out and just be honest with us. If you have any knowledge of who the mole is or if you yourself are the mole, just tell us and we promise the repercussions will be much less harsh if you admit it. I'm not a lesbian. Oh, um, um, I do carry a lot of guilt and shame in my Art. Oh, yeah? For what? Oh, when I was alive. When you were alive, what? Uh, I, I was a big old slut. Oh. What? That's, I mean, that, you don't that have has to nothing a, to do with this. You don't this. have to be ashamed of that. Like, live your truth, no, listen. Emily Dickinson. Yeah, do whatever you want. You can be a good person and still be a slut. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Well, then I guess I'm free to go. Hey, what? Okay. They gave themselves permission to leave? Well, you know what? I To me, that's as good as my word. You know, keep in mind, I'm not a very good cop. That, I, trust me, I know. All right, so let's bring in... Uh, Wilson T., who else, who else is out there? Well, we gotta keep the most spirits that we can do. <laughs> Oh my well, gosh! You scared us! Yeah, we thought we could make a dramatic entrance! Here. I thought we could burst in and tell you guys that I think what you're doing is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely! You know, we come in day in, day out, night in, night out. We never go home. We sleep here in the studio, I hope you realize. And we constantly work every day. And then you come in. What are you doing sleeping in the studio, by the way? Our insurance definitely does not cover that. Plus, we don't have any place for you to lay down. 
But we don't have somewhere to go. We spend all our money on healthcare coverage. Yeah. You guys have any idea what the outer pockets are on this stuff? We're just a little offended that you would come in here and you would accuse us of passing off information when all we do is work to make sure that your show runs smoothly and soundly. And, and frankly, I think it's just uncaring for your employees. How dare you? You know, you know what, Wester Chesty, I, I gotta say, I kind of don't care. Ah, oh, jeez. Come on. That's enough lip out of you. Number two, let's get out of here. Uh, yeah, you know what? We're free to go. Well, Landry, you know, so far, we've left very few stones unturned here. Brayden, I think it, maybe that's because you've been kind of forceful. You're... I think we need to... Listen, this is the technique, okay? I'm the bad cop, all right? Yes, you are. And then you come around, you whip them into shape. Please don't... You can just say the word. I don't... I know I'm just emphasizing my point, all right? And and then you're supposed to get the information out of them, but you're just letting them get away. Okay. Gosh, you cops are all the same. So burdened down by the bureaucracy and paperwork that you forget why we got in the game in the first place. You're such goody two-shoes. Because that's how justice works, Brayden. Like, I don't, you know what? Uh, guys, if you don't mind, I think we should probably go on. Thank you. Who else do we have out in the hallway, Wilson? Uh, well, we got uh, Jody Ogletree and little stragglers here. Bring him in. Oh my god, you guys, it's such a pleasure to be interrogated here. I love stragglers. Yes, we, we do know who you are. Oh, Jody Ogletree here. Oh, I get to sit in the chair. That's awesome. Y yes, we... Thank you guys so much. We have plenty of chairs, little stragglers. So, Jody, <sighs> little stragglers. Jody, we met you seemingly randomly on the street, and uh, it, it's kind of crazy because you are married to our original sponsor. So it's just such a very odd chance. What a weird coincidence. Huh. Yeah. Don't you think, Jody? How do you explain that? Huh? Oh, I don't know. I just miss my bros. Is he gonna be here? You said he was coming to the studio. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't do anything, I swear. All right, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Oh, gosh. Brayden, I think we've upset her. You need to... I, let's just give her some space. Jody. it's okay. Why, why is she so upset? It's not like I know where Bruce is. What am I supposed to? I mean, it's not like I have any way of knowing where her husband is. Like, how on earth would I know that? That's ridiculous. How dare she accuse me of such a thing? I, I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't think she. I would did have that. no way of knowing where I'm her saying. husband Bruce is. All right, and I really resent the implication. Okay. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Jody. Please, thank you for your time. Feel free to see yourself out. We'll just finish up with little stragglers here. And then I, I, he'll be out there and can sort of make sure you're okay. Right this way. Brayden, we just talked about this. I need you to chill out just a little bit here. All right, fine, fine. All right, I'll step aside. Okay. You handle this next one. Great. Well, little stragglers are still in here. Ah, guys, don't mind me. I'm just a fly on the wall. You know what, little stragglers? I don't think that you are a threat at all. I just, I'm not worried about you. 
No, my gosh, thank you so much. You know, I gotta say, I think you're just doing a bang-up job conducting this investigation. This mole, there's no way they're gonna slip through the cracks, baby. Yeah, Brayden, I think we can give him the all-clear. What do you think? Sure, that sounds great, Landry. Whatever you say. All right, thank you very much for your input. I appreciate your receptivity. Little stragglers, you are free to go. Ah! Boy, ice cream, here I come! All right, Wilson T., who's next? Uh, the only people we got left is Reggie the Raccoon and Rowdy. Okay, well, go ahead, send them in as well. Oh, Get back to the Stooges! Oh, you guys have been in here the entire time, just conveniently listening in on everything, plotting and formulating so that you can get behind everybody else's stories, and come up with some sort of convincing alibi, huh? Get back to the Stooges! Listen, we'll get back to the Stooges when we get back to the bottom of this truth, okay? Yeah, we have to get back to the bottom. Just like Brayden said, we gotta peel the top skinny layer off the top and get to the bottom of it. Reggie, All right. please, let you, you know, you two never say anything constructive. You just play the music, and you tell us to get back to the show, but you never actually contribute in any constructive way. So, of all the- Please. Reggie, that is foul. There is no need for that kind of play. Okay, you don't play the theme hey, Stop playing the play theme song. The show is not Stop over. that. <laughs> no, no, shut Turn that off. Stop that. Turn that off. Turn that off. Don't you dare. Dude. Hey, 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 you guys. You know, Landry. Landry. Hey, that's enough of that. That is that is quite enough of that. Oh. Ronnie. Get back to the Stooges. You are going to lose your soundboard privileges if you interrupt us like that again. That was... You know what? Get out of here. Get out of this room. Reggie, you too. I, I don't want to see you. For I'm, yeah, I need get, a cool, take up, I, take up all your supplies and get out of here, okay? Yeah, yeah, keep walking, buddy. Gosh, so disrespectful. Yeah, and your little dog too. Well, our our investigation has gotten us absolutely nowhere. Of all the people that could be the mole, wait a minute. There's only one person who's been around since almost the very beginning that we have not had tabs on, who could have had the opportunity, means, and motivation to pass off stooge-related knowledge. Why are you guys looking at me? Oh, hey, stop it! Hey, Brayden, tie him up with the whip. We'll be right back. The Honorable Judge Thurber T. Mingus presiding. Did you know that Vermont is affectionately referred to as the Champ State? Not for winning, though our beloved minor league baseball team, the Vermont Lake Monsters, does plenty of that. But for Champ, the actual serpentine beast residing at the bottom of my favorite summer retreat, Lake Champlain. We love our Lovecraftian critters here in the Champ State. 
But unfortunately, the dastardly devils of the deep state are in cahoots with the villainous veterinarian mummy, preventing proud Vermonteers from exercising their Cthulhu-given right to beast mastery. I suffer from a rare form of dark magic-induced contact dermatitis, and Batsquatch venom is the only known treatment. But Vermont law currently prohibits the raising of this life-saving animal and its byproducts in the name of public safety. I was humiliated and belittled after being kicked out of a big box store, all because my service yeti mauled a man to death after he tried to pet him. Even though he had the proper vest, identification, and documentation, I guess I'm supposed to care that someone mistook him for a greeter? Flying just terrifies me, and the only thing that suits me is the dulcet tone of my emotional support Ozark Howler. I worked hard to secure this companion from my Arkansasian cousin. Is it my fault that no one brought headphones on the flight I was recently kicked off of? It's time to put a stop to this unjust practice and make sure all Vermonteers have the resources necessary to live life like a champ. <laughs> Amendment 13 would grant full approved status to all qualified cryptids, animal aberrations, and monstrous megafauna, and end this unnecessary regulatory bureaucratical nonsense. Vote yes on Amendment 13 for rights for all of Vermont's faults. Welcome to Tuge Court. All rise for the Honourable Judge Theber T. Mingus presiding. Settle down, settle down. Order, I say, order in this court. I'm the Honourable Judge Theber T. Mingus presiding over Tuge Court. And we're going to get to the bottom of this for justice. Because that just is the way. Let me read off the charges. Wilson T. B... B... Wilson T. Bolsonaro, you have been charged with fraud, racketeering, passing on tooth-related information, and arson. Oh, no. Oh, wait, sorry. That's another case. How do you plead to these three charges, then? I plead not guilty, With that... I enter in a not guilty plea to the record. Your Honor, let me first say that it's, uh, it's my honor to be serving as the prosecution, and we're gonna be proving today beyond the shadow of a doubt that Wilson T. Bobobones is the guilty party. All right there, prosecution. You may call your first witness. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, hey! We're here. First off, I'm so glad that both of you could make it today to serve up. Quippy, stop tickling me. You're supposed to be the bailiff. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to keep things in order. Now, now, Wilson T. Berenstein. You served as the doorman very early on in the Three Tuges podcast, but then not long ago, you mysteriously disappeared for some length of time. Is that correct? Well, yes. And then you suddenly arrived last week, claiming to have 
no knowledge of the events that transpired in the middle, is that right? Well, yes. Isn't it true, Mr. Bobobones, that we discovered a video feed of you being held in FGO custody? Well, I don't know anything about- Isn't it true, Wilson T. Bo- Bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-
is serious and that I matter. Absolutely, I'm buying it. I trust you. Hanging on your every word. Please tell me more, sir. Listen, we all know that this guy is guilty. I agree. Uh, well, you're getting me there. So why don't we just go ahead and enter in a guilty plea? I mean, I've never liked the, the look of this guy, Wilson T. The cut of his jib. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Of course, I know all about jib cuts. So let's go ahead and enter. <laughs> I'm getting really tired. <laughs> so, you know what? Me too. I had a little too much ice cream. I'm feeling like I'm starting to crash. Jody, can I can I get you can I count on you to back me up on this? Well, of course, if that cycle of sugar's kicking in, so we gotta do whatever we can to keep your blood sugar up. Your Honor, we don't need to deliberate any further. We, the jury, find Wilson T. Bobobo uh, on the counts of whatever racketeering and uh Treason and uh, passing on information, whatever else. You know, you got the papers right there in front of you. We find him guilty on all counts. I'll take it. You've been sentenced to life with no parole. Take him away, bailiff. All right there, Wilson. Uh, boo-hoo. <sighs> boy. Snapping my briefcase closed. Case closed. Wow, Brayden, that was... That was quite the uh, the courtroom. Some drama. impressive litigating, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I it's I'm so glad that I didn't have to take a part in that, and I was able to just watch, you know, because I mean it was masterful what you did in there. And while I'm sad that Wilson is being put away uh, and is being holed up in our brand new minimum maximum security facility that we built. Yeah, it's on a the, maximum security facility, but it's very small. It's like a Mayberry situation that we've been building on the the Tuge construction lot. I. You know, I am filled with mixed feelings. You know, he was someone right. so well, we close have to, to trust us. the judicial system. It may not be perfect, but it's what we have. It just is, gentlemen. <laughs> Bring very good job in the courtroom today, pursuing justice. Bill T. Yeah. Thank you for doing the right thing and representing those who need the support, even if they are guilty as hell. He will not stand for this, although. You know, to be honest, I'm also feeling a little bit sleepy, so we should probably get out of here so I can take a nap. Of course. And with that, this courtroom is adjourned. Hello, I'm Judith Iscariot. Breaking news today outside the studio courtroom, where the Honorable Judge Thurber T. Mingus has just entered in a guilty verdict against Wilson T. whatever his name is, I don't have my notes here in front of me. We're really on a shoestring budget here at The News. Business and innovation mogul turned defense attorney Bill T. Wilson today outside the courthouse. Well, we fought hard for justice today, but... I had a lot of food for lunch, and if you don't mind, I'd like to go <laughs> lay down. Strong words from the defense attorney. Meanwhile, prosecutor Brayden T. Ayers had this to say on the subject. Uh, I believe that justice was served today. Uh, I never liked Wilson T. Bobones by the cut of his jib. And, uh, I'm happy to say that he will now be serving a life sentence inside the Studio Miniature Maximum Security Prison. We've been working very hard on this facility for some time now, and it's good to know that it will be put to good use. Uh, no further questions, anyone? Please, no further questions. No further questions. Thank you. Thank you. Ugh, Landry, what a day. Yeah, I'm just... 
It was tough, you know? It's hard to be a yeah. cop, even if you're not very good at it. Or a lawyer. Yeah, for you, it. I mean, you really just doing all parts of the justice system today. I've been, I've been pretty I've been pretty busy. Yeah, it was a real law and order type of situation. Yeah. Well, you know, at least we can rest easy knowing that we found the right person. Yeah. Ow! Ow! What um, on a clay earth? These we need to get some more storage for these clay jars because they're just teetering on these shelves here. I. Uh, hey, wait a minute, Landry. Do you see this? What is it? It's a it's a piece of paper. Uh, oh my god, Landry. It says we've got the wrong man. Oh my god. The mole is still inside the studio. What have we done? Here. I'm feeling pretty good, but pretty sad, because what a sad ending to the three churches. I just let, I love Wilson T. so much. He was such a good guy to give me. Yeah, it was really tragic. I was so sad when they locked with a tip of bond up in the jail. And then it was like, oh my gosh, that wasn't really the guy who was the mole. And I was like, what, there's a mole? And then I started chasing him, and then I started running around, and then I got real tired. I fell right asleep, but then I woke right up again. And that was the end of the Stitches podcast. Hi, everybody, this is the Soap Show. Goodbye.